Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we help small businesses become big businesses. If you get motivated during today's call and you really want to participate, give us a buzz at 805-285-9865 or you can chat with us on Twitter. As always, Peter, good morning, Peter. Is manning the Twitter stream? Be sure to use the hashtag MTFW. This is Lorraine Ball, and uh, joining me is Allison Carter. Good morning, Allison. What's up, everybody? And our guest this morning. Um, I am so excited because um, I think he did all shit like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Nicely done, Brandon. Our guest is Brandon Corbin, and and for those of you that don't know Brandon. Um, I don't really know how to describe him. I think in the blog post I said he was one of the most innovative people I've ever met. So, Brandon, with that introduction, why don't you tell people how you describe yourself? You know, that's that's a, a question that I've been trying to answer for the last you know thirty six years. That I I have no idea how to really describe what I am. I I don't like labels, right? I so I I came from design. Um, I like to do development. I have a bunch of ideas that I always want to think that are going to, you know, create millions. And I've launched two businesses, one successful with a spectacular failure, and the other just kind of went off to oblivion. Um, but I've probably got 40 or 50 products that I just kind of come up, I throw them up there, and maybe make me a little money, and then I have a full-time gig. So I don't know. I don't know. How do I describe myself? Okay, we're going to go with serial Serial entrepreneur, serial inventor. What do you think? You know, I like that because the, the entrepreneur piece, you know, I don't know if I can consider myself a successful entrepreneur because most of the stuff that I do is just small little like self-contained, self-run systems. It's not like a real business. You know, I, I did have one and that was back in 06, but I think eventually you know, we closed down in 08 and I think that eventually you can't call yourself an entrepreneur if you've now worked for two other companies. I don't know. You know what? Um, you can call yourself anything you want. At least on the show. Chainsaw. Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll be calling you Chainsaw for the rest of the program. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that we were talking about before we we went on the air, and and I think it it goes to this idea of you do have lots of ideas. And and like a lot of people in the the, uh, developer community, there's always lots and lots of ideas and and kind of that next squirrel, and off you go in a different direction. Um. But you're doing something now that I think is really interesting with testing, kind of rapid fire testing. I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the um, I over the last oh, now you know I've been doing this now for ten, fifteen years, and um, all of these ideas that I would have, I would end up saying, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one that's going to just crush it. And I would spend three months developing, and then I would go and actually start talking to people, and it, and it was like, oh. Well, shit. You know, if I knew this, this, and this, I probably wouldn't have done it. And so I've always wasted a lot of time with these ideas that I have. Um, so now in the last, you know, three, four months, it's really been about hyper speed tomorrow. I mean, like we're talking like idea, and three hours later, I've got a small test running for that idea. Cool, cool. So what um, what kind of things, when you, when you start running these small tests, what kind of things um, are you looking for? All right, so and it's actually you know really kind of it's almost it's almost embarrassingly easy. 
Um, so one of the ideas, I'll just give you an example of one that I just threw up, um, which was, you know, we have people who have these crappy old computers, but they don't want to spend money on a new one. So I'm like, you know, I'll come up with a video, like how to, like real video. This is how you can take that, you know, nasty ass machine you've got and actually revive it into a thing that you love. Um, you know, installing Ubuntu, getting technical, uh, showing hardware stuff, doing this whole big production. So I come up with just a video walkthrough like just using, you know, Keynote and doing a screen recording and talking through it, throw it up on a website, say pre-register for, you know, saving 50% or 75%, and it's an email form that just goes to MailChimp. So, okay, so... Um, it's literally just a landing page that explains the idea, but it has a video so people see it and they go, well, they've put some time into it. And then you go and you sprinkle it out into the, you know, different markets that you want to test. And there's a few that I've been using with some moderate success. So if people go to it, and even if, if five people go to it and one person signs up, at least you have somewhat of an idea that someone might be interested in. And now it's better to go and go to that next step and, like, think about prototyping and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So, so what you do – okay, so now I get it. So you basically have a, a, a short video that describes whatever your yeah. idea is. Yeah. A couple of people go to it, and then they either click, yeah, they like it, no, they don't. And so you're getting real-time rapid yeah. feedback. Yeah. I'm just so, yeah, and so the right now, yeah, you know, I and I so I go and I post it on Reddit, um, and Reddit is a phenomenal resource for traffic. Holy Moses! If you get the, you're either going to get downvoted to oblivion, or you're not going to do anything, or it's, you're going to get a ton of traffic. And so it's a great way of going out there, finding the subreddit. If you don't know what Reddit is, go to reddit.com and and you know wish the next four hours of your life goodbye. It's one of the great black holes of the internet. Oh, it's it's amazing. But the subreddits, which are like categories for the website, there's so many of them and people are so passionate about them. So I went into the Ubuntu forums and I said, hey, this is the product that I've got. Would you be interested in it? Boom. And I got a ton of traffic and not a single sign up and actually had a lot of people saying that this is the stupidest thing they've ever heard. Um, and but they have well, feedback. They don't pull lots of punches over on Reddit. No, not at all. But you, um, you know what? I I think that's the thing. I mean, and whether it's technology or anything, I can't tell you how many um, people I meet who are sitting in my office and they want to pay me to build them a website or do marketing for them. And I'm think and I'm staring at them as they they tell me what their idea is. And I'm thinking to myself, besides your mother, <laughs> is there anyone who has ever told you this was a good idea? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's a problem, right? And you see those people who have this mediocre idea, who have spent the last three or four years of their life just, I mean, nose to the grind, killing themselves for it, and still wondering why no one's really adopting it. Right? Don't, don't be that person. Yeah, no, I, lo I love that. I, um, I, I think, you know, if you could get more people to do this kind of advanced um, Testing. I mean, I'm even thinking about, um, uh, you know, like for Startup Weekend, you know, when we mm -hmm. first kind of programs, um, bringing in this sort of testing early. Of course, a lot of the teams will be sitting around scratching their heads as to what they're going to do the rest of the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, absolutely. But even if they would come up with three or four ideas. You know, I mean, using – so if you don't want to buy – like, I build my own websites and stuff just because, you know, that's what I do. But if you don't, you can just go to unbounce.com and set up a landing page and even do, like, A-B testing, do some crazy stuff. They have got a free account, and you can have this stuff done in literally hours and have it and have it pass the sniff test. So when people go there, they don't think that's completely sketchy, you know, just total cheese garbage. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, – 
so the Ubuntu one, you know, I threw out the window. Um, but then at the same time, I was like, why don't a Mac tips uh, newsletter? Right. I'm like, I can come up with a hundred Mac tips. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a weekly Mac tips newsletter. And I created a MailChimp account, you know, filled up about 10 of them. So that lasts me, you know, quite a while, two months until I have to worry about it again and just started seeing it out. You know, I posted on Craigslist. I posted it on Reddit. I posted it to my own social networks and I actually got people signing up like immediately. And I'm like, okay, this is killer. There's there's an idea here. It doesn't require much work. I go in once a month. I fill up 20 more, and I don't have to think about it. But then I can also do kind of affiliate marketing, and I'm completely open about it. I say, look, I'm going to put a product at the bottom of the email that if you that if you buy, I'm going to make some money from. Um, but then nonetheless, it's one, another thing that I can add to my hopper of things that just generate little bits of money on the side that don't really require me to do much work. Well, and the other thing that's kind of cool about that is you, you have an audience with the Mac tips and you can alternate putting a, putting a product that you're getting paid for, but if you don't have a sponsored link that week, if you've got another idea, you uh, can also yeah, use absolutely. that as, yeah. as, as an additional testing ground for other stuff. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I'll always have an affiliate link. There's no problem <laughs> about that. Uh, you know, I will always have something that I'll promote, and if not, I'm going to promote SD, you know, solid state drive cards or, or uh, drives. Yeah. Something. Who knows? Awesome. Okay, so um, if uh, it's kind of going out beyond just the idea of testing, because I, I do, I love this, and I think I think there should be more of this, and and I think we need to talk to uh, Matt Hunkler about getting you to talk to a Verge group. Let's jump over and talk about what's going on in the indie tech community. Let's do good and bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, I, it, it's amazing, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We're finally getting, you know, the the media attention that that we've deserved. Um, and and I'd say at this point, we really are at a uh, a crossroads here, where Indianapolis uh, and even just Indiana in general can really kind of define itself. For you know, producing high-quality technology-based companies. Um, the thing that I I really think though that we need to we need to all step back and look at is that you know Indianapolis really is a marketing technology comp- uh, state city. Um, would you agree with that? I I think so. I, I think the 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 kind of technology companies that are that that are successful that come out of here it's easy. You look at Exact Target. You look at Primo. You look at Slingshot and Cha Cha. Totally. It is about marketing technology. And if you search marketing technology on Google, who's number one? Mr. Carr. Right? Is he really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Great. He's, he's phenomenal, right, at that. Um, and, and so that got me thinking, though, about like Silicon Valley back before, you know, it was what it is now. You know, there were a bunch of companies that were working on computers. Now, they weren't working like on the same stuff you had, you know, HP who was over there working on this. You had some people working on semiconductors. But collectively, as a community, they all were working together, and and so that I'm now I'm I'm rambling, but anyway, really I think that's what we can do here is that more and more companies that are building technology and platforms that are based around marketing in some form or fashion will be able to even you know really define ourselves versus just saying we're good at startups. Yeah, right? I, I I I mean uh, as a marketer, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I have to admit that I that, that I do love that, but you're right. I think that it's fun that there are some really cool tools that um, come out of this marketplace. I was talking to someone recently, and uh, she's like, yeah, we're using this, this, this new form tool. It, it's form stack, and we really like it. And I said, really? Yeah. 
Um, you know, we do too. And oh, by the way, did you know that you know that's an indie company? We we hang with those guys. <laughs> and she's like, really indie? And yeah. um, I I like the fact that there are a lot of cool local companies um, doing this because I love being a beta tester. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So how do how do we grow this if we want to be known more as a marketing technology epicenter? You know, I think one of the big things for me personally is I would like to see as these companies get bigger and bigger and bigger um, that they actually continue to focus on developing the the local market, right? That they go out and they try to partner with you know startups who are trying to do things and be able to you know comp that might complement you know their current offering. Um, that I do think that if we can get the big companies to now kind of start really chipping into the startup community, that will just launch it. Because we have a lot of passionate people at the lower level who are, who are doing startups and all of that, but, you know, we're all in startups, so we're all broke. <laughs> and and to get these, you know, so getting these companies to keep sponsoring things like Verge and, and you know, the Innovation Showcase and all of the different events that are going on, that if we can get more of them involved, I really think that's just going to start – you know, pouring that gasoline on, on the fuel that we have. Plus, you know, that money, people will see it and say, you know what, shit, I need to start thinking about a product that's going to help exact target, right, or or that, that Angie's List can use or that, you know, these people might be able to leverage. And hopefully that just gets, you know, more ideas going and more products out there, but test them first. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest advantages that Indianapolis has over some of the bigger tech communities, say in Silicon Valley or, or wherever, is that we are small. We are a community. Everyone can know each other, and so we can become much more invested in each other's success, not only from a business standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Some people call it the smallest uh, or the biggest small town in America, and I think that's absolutely true, and that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd like to see, too, though, that um, – that we start expanding that out, like what you know, what Scott Jones is doing with the lemonade, uh, lem lemonade stand. What what's it called? Lemonade day. Lemonade day. You know that's go where we're starting to go out and pull the people that aren't normally in it. Hello. <laughs> um, and and start getting the people who aren't involved in the startup community. Let's try to get them into it because again, the more people that realize that you can be self-sufficient, right? You don't have to necessarily be uh, a slave to the corporatocracy, right? And that that your life doesn't have to suck, and that you don't have to hate Mondays. That um, that that you can do these types of things, and it doesn't really require a whole lot of work to just get going. Um, I think that has an impact, you know, that, that far supersedes the, you know, just the startup community in general and, and humanity uh, <laughs> overall. You know, I, I also hope, and I, I have to kind of uh, play the other side of this, um, I also hope that this next generation of companies is um, more cognizant and more aware of their employees because ultimately you do have to have, I mean, you know, yes, you want to have lots of entrepreneurs, you want to have lots of businesses started, but you have to have people that want to work with them and for them. Yeah. So I, I, uh, what I also hope will come out of this model are more employers that that understand they have to create environments that don't suck. Oh god, the whole culture thing is huge for me. Mm -hmm. um, and and a com you know the company that's really where most of these companies just completely fall on their ass is that that they have no definition of culture they come up with some you know some core values that they you know found on Google because everybody else uses them and and everybody just hates it everybody hates it but they keep paying them so it's like oh hell all right whatever you know and they get you go to work um, that the culture de defining
finding a true culture, an ethos that we all can get around and and like start promoting creativity versus just you know again wrote just here's your output go do this. Mm-hmm. I I God I hope we're there. I really do. I hope we're at that precipice where that companies are going to like all of a sudden wake up and and you know change their view of the entire culture of their company. I highly doubt it's going to happen. I, I um, uh, having come out of large companies, I don't know that the a lot of the established companies will have much chance at that. I do think I do think that though you know what you know, growth started at Best Buy. It's going to take radical people, though. See, it's going to take those people who are willing to just completely put their neck on the line and, and fight for, you know, the, the, the greater good at these corporations. And if, if, if they don't have a culture of openness or at least being able to take in new ideas, it is. It's going to be a hard battle. But I think if they don't do this, then, you know, 10 years from now, they're doomed. They're dead. Well, and I and so that's where I think as new companies are coming up and um, having, I mean, I would love to see more conversations um, in the community, not just about technology and not just about you know how do you market and how do you get funding, um, but how do you build and sustain a um, a culture as your company starts to grow. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's not easy. We, you know, um, I mean, I wrestle with that every time we add a new person because it, it changes the mix. It changes the rhythm. You know that uh, one product I told you about that I spent, you know, three to six months working before I ever even talked to somebody? It's, yeah. It's built very specifically for, um, for helping maintain and engage a culture at work. It's a really cool product, and, and then I ended up getting the offer of UU, and so I took that, um, and it's now just turn off the server, and it just sits there. And, and maybe eventually I'll, I'll you know go back to it and realize how stupid certain things were and launch it, and it'll make me my millions. <laughs> I, I hope that something you're testing makes you your millions. You know what? It's not going to be one thing. It's going to be like all 50,000 things, is, and, and that's kind of my goal now. You know, where, okay, I'm not going to make one thing that's going to make me 100,000 a year, so I'm just going to make, you know, 100 things that make me 1,000 a month or whatever it is. You know what? Um, I uh, There is something to be said for that. Is, you know, it's one of the things um, as you're growing, you know, any kind of a business, um, the fear of having too much of your business tied up with one customer. Sure. Oh no, that that killed my first company. I mean, that told that was the reason that my you know 15 employee you know ad agency went under. It happens to a lot of ad agencies. Yeah. Yep. The, the very best thing that happened to me when I first started the business, um, so many of my friends had built their entire business because we were all um, ex-carrier employees had built their entire business around providing consulting services to Carrier. And they got so ingrained with that that if Carrier sort of changed direction, they had no business. And I Mm -hmm. blindly thought I was going to do that too because it was easy. But the project I had pitched to Carrier, it took them 18 months to decide to actually hire me. (laughs) So in the meantime, I had to find other customers. That was the saving grace. Little did you know back then, right? Yeah, that I I really didn't uh, didn't expect it, but yeah, it, it, they did me a huge favor. Okay, so the twenty minutes was just oh my god, flown by. I know it's, it's amazing how quick it goes. You uh, yeah, well especially when you know when you have an interesting guest, and so um, thank you. For well, the- yeah, let me know when you find one. <laughs> 
No, you have been absolutely um, fabulous. Um, I, I'd even like to say I'd, I'd love to have you back again sometime, and we can talk about something totally different. Sweet. Awesome. All right, parting comment. Anything else you want our audience to know before you, real quick before you leave or before we switch topics? Yeah, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Good That's advice it. to everyone. That's it. Okay, well, Brandon, again, that was fabulous. Um, we're going to switch. We want to talk just a little bit about um, a conference that's coming up later this summer, Blog Indiana. We'll probably be talking a little bit about uh, some of the topics between now and August, but since I'm sitting in the presence of the person who's going to be doing the keynote, I'm going to let her tell you about the conference. Well, for those of you who have never heard of Blog Indiana, it is the premier blogging, social media, marketing, anything having to do with marketing your business on in the digital space. If you do anything even remotely related to that, you need to be at this conference. It is August 9th and 10th, and it is going to be held down at the beautiful um, University of Indianapolis campus, and it is just going to be a fantastic event. It's got some of the biggest names from all around the state. You've got Jay Bear from Bloomington. You've got Kevin Mullet coming down from Fort Wayne. You've got some local indie folks like uh, the incredible Muhammad Yassin, our good friend. You've got Doug Carr. You've got Eric Deckers. You've got Randy Clark over at TKO Graphics. So many more people who I'm forgetting. It's going to be a fantastic lineup. Okay, and Allison is being a little shy, um, but the uh, kickoff speaker is, is um, Allison Carter, and I've got to tell you that I really like the way they put together the agenda this year. It really was um, put together in true unconference style. It was a, a people's choice. Um, if you had an idea you were interested in, you you put up a description, and um, people uh, people voted and 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 said yes, we want to hear this topic. So I want you to talk just briefly, Allison, about what you're going to talk about, and I want to talk about some of my other favorites as well. Sure. Um, the topic that I presented, and no one was more surprised than me when this thing took off, but the topic is on creating a visual content strategy. As we're seeing all of the social networks and even search engines put more and more and more of an emphasis on pictures and images and compelling um, little visual bites that tell whole stories, companies are scrambling to figure out how they produce that content and how they use it smartly. So we're going to talk about some really practical ways that other companies are doing it and how companies of any size can have consistent, great, effective visual content strategies. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. I will look forward to seeing everyone there. But you are also being a little bit modest because you have a session of your own, madam. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, actually, uh, I thought this one would be fun. I'm going to talk um, about the switch from round peg to Lorraine Ball. And it actually came out of a panel discussion last year at Blog Indiana. Um, the highlight of my professional speaking career, I got to share a panel with um, Butler Blue, the dog. Feel better, Blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was awesome, and all attention was on him. But in the course of the conversation, we talked about the pros and cons of being a company brand versus being a personal brand. Chris Beeson was on that panel also with his experience from Hair Chevrolet. And so it was really kind of got me thinking about where we were as a company with me being the voice of the Roundhead brand, and it sort of started the ball rolling that ultimately ended up in in a splitting uh, me personally out of the brand, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and talking about that. But some of the others, um, 
I, I, some of the sessions have just fabulous titles. I don't know Jane Goodwin, but she's entitled the session Sitting on Shrimp. Um, don't tell me you have nothing to write about. I watch pigs fly all the time, mm -hmm. and I want to talk to you about writing because I know you can write. I, I think that's just... Um, that was one of the first sessions I voted for. I had never heard of, of, of Jane Goodwin before. I followed her immediately, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun session. And of course, it's a challenge because she's up against um, Robbie Slaughter talking about um, being efficient in social media, which I know is always good, and a session entitled, Infographics, You're Making My Eyes Hurt. <laughs> and again, I, I'm not um, really familiar with uh, Brenna, Brenna Fain, Brianna uh, Brianna Fain, but I'm I'm curious, and I think that one of the reasons I'm so excited about this conference is um, kind of you know Brandon, some of the things you were talking about that this is a marketing community, mm -hmm. and this conference really brings together not this is not a, this is not really a techie community uh, conference. This is more the the soft side, the people that are using the tools. Um, but yeah, I, if you're a tech company, you need to be there mm -hmm. and, and talk to those people. Yeah, yeah. Slingshot SEO is bringing 43 people to this conference. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I think that um, uh, Slingshot and, and Exact Target and I Go Digital and companies that are trying to connect with marketers, I, I think this is good. I, I think the conversations between the sessions are going to be as interesting as the conversations during the session. And tickets are on sale right now. Um, early bird pricing is $169 for two days, um, including uh, usually what's pretty a, a pretty good lunch. So um, go ahead and get your tickets. Don't wait till they jack the prices up. Get in on that ground floor. Get the early bird pricing. Um, and where can, where can I get tickets? It is blogindiana.com. Perfect. And you can... Uh, you will see the descriptions of the sessions, a little bit about the venues. Um, for those of you that are listening that are with larger companies, um, if you would like to be a sponsor, I know that they are still looking, uh, always looking for additional sponsors. Um, so I think that's a really good way for companies to get involved. Um, some of the other sessions that I, again, I, I just, I love the title. Um, that people put up. Um, it was like uh, a bunch of marketing people came up with them. Yeah, right? isn't that strange? Um, uh, okay, now this one doesn't have necessarily a catchy title, but there is one word there that I think is going to attract people's attention. It is social media and craft beer. <laughs> I think I know where you're going to be hanging out, Brandon. Um, but it, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Um, his, it's a panel discussion. Hazel Walker, who runs the Lipstick on the Rim website, which is sort of a beer education site for women. Um, Lindsay Manfredi, who I think uh, was ghost blogging, I think she now works for Upland, um, uh, is putting together a session. And we have been twisting her arm that this session is not going to be effective if there are no samples. Uh, yes. Yeah. And they did put her they put her on over lunch. So um <laughs> after after lunch. So it, it's not like we'll be drinking early. <laughs> well, I wait a minute. Well, then what's the point of doing all of this? It's still before five. <laughs> and she's not on the same day I am, which is good. <laughs> what's everyone will be drunk for your session? No, she's not on. 
Yeah, yeah. So she'll be drunk. People will be drunk for other people. Oh, good. That's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, uh, Randy Clark um, uh, is going to be talking about the the friend up taking networking from online to in person, which to me that's always been just a huge. Um, this is that's a fantastic concept. I've seen Randy present on this topic. I've presented with Randy on this topic before, and it's it's a good. Um, so if you really want to learn about creating a deep, powerful network, that's really where you need to be. And that has always been sort of my take on this, um, that that's what makes social networking really work, is um, connecting on and offline. Well, and that's one of the best parts of the conference. I mean, the, not that the sessions aren't fantastic, not that you don't walk away with a notebook full of ideas, but the people who are in these rooms are people who know. And although we could ramble about this forever, we are almost out of time. Um, again, big thanks to Brandon. If you guys out there are thinking about Blog Indiana, stop thinking and start registering. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to know more about marketing, networking, small business startups, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of Birds. Thanks for listening.